Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 22 of the Communication Coach Podcast and today we're going to talk about five ways to deal with limiting self-talk and I've chosen this subject this week because I'm going to share some bits and pieces that have been happening to me over the last week and recognizing some behavior and some sabotaging habits that I have and I'm going to share with you some really big events that have been going on in my life over the last few days. Also you might notice this is on a Sunday rather than a Thursday. Apologies for that but it will become clearer as to why the day has changed and it might well be that I now do these podcasts on Sunday and Monday. Just bear with me as I play around with the days and let me tell you what's happened. So over the last few months, a good few months, probably six or seven months, I've been in negotiation around buying the local garage premises to where I live and converting the car showroom aspect of it from a car showroom area clearly to a coffee shop and a gym. Now I live in a lovely village um, in Bedford and it's beautiful here and the community are, are great. I've felt nothing but welcomed here and I've always said since I've lived here do you know what it could really do with a coffee shop. Now lots of things have happened since I retired from the police in January and if you had honestly asked me if I would have been doing this last year I'd have said no because I never thought I'd have an opportunity like this. It was one of those sliding door conversations and you know how I say honest and open conversations are so important and this was one of them and it led to lots of negotiation and lots of discussion around buying a garage which serves the local community around MOT and repairs and we're keeping that and we're keeping that because it is such a big heart of the community you know people rely on it people come there people talk and share their stories there it's a real community-based garage I've used the garage since I've lived here and always been impressed with the service Uh, the uh, lady that runs it Melissa has always gone that extra mile she uh, including helping me out one day when my chickens had escaped and were walking up the road she came and and put them back she didn't have to do that they drop the car off they look after people they just go that extra mile and I've always been really impressed with that and also the mechanic Carl always open to a conversation and honest and you know if the work's going to be expensive they tell you and they tell you to go and get other quotes and I've just always felt at home there Anyway, it was a sliding doors conversation with Melissa on the forecourt one day when I was talking about coming up to retirement and doing personal training and she explained that it was up for sale. I have some property already. I do. Uh, I have a few properties with a business partner of mine called Lou and so I know a little bit about business in property. I'd never bought commercial property before. I did uh, quite a bit of research around it, recognised its potential, recognised the fact that we could convert it And here we are this week. I took it over on Tuesday and it's all systems go. So I'm working in the business rather than on the business. So if any of you are business entrepreneurs or have your own business, you'll know what I mean by that. But basically, I'm finding out day to day what it's like to be in the garage, what systems work, how it works and all of those 
strategies and systems that go with any new job. Now, in the police, I changed roles a lot. For those of you that don't know me, I started my career very early doors in the 80s in South London or South London, if you want to say it like that, in a place called Catford, which is next to Lewisham and Bromley, sandwiched in between the two. And I spent eight years there and then I specialised into being a public order officer carrying a shield around. Then I took promotion. I went to Woolworth in South East London again. And then I became a firearms inspector, then went into internal affairs and then finally became a negotiator, which is where I saw my last six years out in the police service. And I was a negotiator for 10 years, which led to me creating the communication coach. Now, what's this all got to do with communication and limiting self-talk? So I've been working hard. It's brand spanking new. And yesterday, I don't know why, because I believe in this. I really believe in this project. I've got no doubts about it. I've invested some money of my own money uh, because I can see the potential. Even though I don't have the experience, I can just see the potential. And sometimes I think when you believe in something passionately, like I do about communication and helping people and, and the challenges, you know in your heart and it feels right. The other thing is I want to really create a space for the community to come where they can feel safe. So I'm working on the principles of respect and kindness, which are very important to me. They're my values. And I want it to be a place where people want to come, where the if you're on your own, we have quite a few elderly people in the community. And I don't know if you know this, but loneliness is the biggest killer in the UK at the moment. By that, I mean that a lot of people get very lonely and take their own life or give up wanting to live so they stop eating and I just wanted to provide a space or we I say I we in me and my partner and some family members who are coming to help us again which has been marvelous I just wanted to create a space where a I could do personal development for people and help them over their habits and their challenges but also a space where the elderly could come or the lonely could come or anybody could come and feel welcome and we would spend time together. So if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, you know for me that being in the moment and being in the now is such an important point and makes such a difference in people's lives. And so we want to create a space where you can be in the now with people and just spend time, time out of your crazy chaotic life just to share a conversation. So that's that's my purpose and that's my... Uh, reason for doing this and that drives me and I believe in it I believe in it incredibly strongly and as we've moved through the week just yesterday so where are we today Sunday so yesterday is for it's the 6th of May 2018 depending on when you're listening to this but yesterday I had a little bit of a wobble not about that it's gonna work but a wobble about me now I have an internal dialogue that when I'm feeling low or I'm just not getting something or I'm questioning myself, it tells me I'm not good enough. And that's my internal dialogue. Now, you'll all have your own. Some of you might not even have it, and which is brilliant. So some of you might never have self-doubt or never question yourself. And it doesn't have to be a voice that says you're not good enough. It could be anything. It could be when you look in the mirror and it says uh, you're not very beautiful or it, it it makes you feel bad about yourself or low or gives you low self-esteem. 
whatever that internal dialogue is for you. For some of you, it might be, I'm great, and that's brilliant. And long may that continue. And you often see that in children. And this always interests me with kids. So when kids say, I'm the best at, we go, oh, yeah, that's lovely, darling. When as an adult, you say, I'm the best at, people go, arrogant. Very interesting. Think about that. Very interesting. And then we beat the, we beat the I am the best at at out of the child gradually as they go through adolescence and then become an adult (laughs) which i think is very interesting anyway i don't know why i have this limiting belief about myself i don't know where it's come from i don't for me i don't need to go back and trace it and find out where it's come from but it because i recognize it and i i know how to deal with it myself i'm very self-aware i've only become very self-aware over the last more so over the last 10 years and i think as you get older and with experience and disappointment perhaps in life and failure you start to recognize yourself and i'm very into personal development i've done lots of personal development courses and read lots of books and with negotiation and psychology i'm much more self-aware than i've ever been i'm 50 this year so it's great to be going into my 50s being incredibly self-aware about myself but for those of you that are younger you might have this and it might stop you from taking a step it might stop you from doing something and it might come from other people telling you that you're not good enough or telling you that you're an idiot. Those words are really powerful. So be mindful when you say that, even in jest to other people. Because what happens is if you have a specific belief about you, so my belief sometimes, and it's not it's not like a belief that I live by every day because, because I don't believe it's true, and that's the whole point of this, is I don't believe my inner voice that tells me I'm not good enough. But when it kicks in... I believe it for a few seconds and then I listen for everything to confirm that I'm not good enough. So you will do the same with your inner dialogue. If there is something going on in your mind that kicks in or tells you that you're not good enough or that you're overwhelmed or you're not very good at something, you will look for everything to confirm that bias. It's called a confirmation bias. So what you believe to be true, you will look for the evidence to make you true. So I'll give you an example of that. So this morning, I'm having a discussion with my partner who is just talking in a normal way about normal things and offering me some some help, just some, some uh, advice conversational because I have a little bit of inner dialogue going on saying you're not good enough. What I'm doing is taking what they're saying and I'm making it fit that you're not good enough. Now, sometimes, in my younger days, I would have thought about this and wasted energy on it for, for days and got down about it. And it would have kept playing over in my mind, you're not good enough. Look, see what happened there? You're not good enough. You're, they're telling you you're not good enough. Again, it could be anything for you. I'm just talking about my own personal experience, so perhaps you can relate to that and find these ways. So I was thinking about it today because I'm quite good now at recognizing it, and don't get me wrong, sometimes it takes longer than other times. And and, it, and it's funny because people so often say to me, oh, Nick, you're so confident. And I'm like, mm, yeah, really? <laughs> because sometimes, I'm, you, you know, I'm, we're all the same with our emotions and we, we display what we want other people to say. And sometimes the confidence is the outward thing and not necessarily the internal thing. Quite often even though I'm an extrovert when I'm presenting, because I love presenting and I love teaching and I love coaching, quite often I just want to be on my own, in my own space. And uh, I'm a little bit of an introvert, depending on on the circumstances. 
I know now that when I get that limiting self-talk that I have a few tricks which I'm going to share with you today of how to get rid of the inner inner voice because it is just a thought and it's not true and I think that's really important and it took me a really long time to get that that your thoughts are not the true belief or, or the true you they are just thoughts and you have thousands and millions of them constantly every single day you have so much information coming at you through a variety of um, senses. You know, your sight, your sound, your smell, your touch, everything. And you can only take in so much. And your thoughts and how you feel about them are just your thoughts. And your thoughts will create your emotions, which then will depend on, on how you feel and how you behave for the rest of the day. And one of my mentors, Rob Moore, he always says, you don't have a bad day, you have bad or good moments in the day. The day is the same. There are 24 hours in a day. You choose to spend your time how you choose to spend your time. You can think about negative thoughts and build them into something that they're not, or you can deal with the limiting thought or the negative thought so that you can move on with the rest of your day. Now, I'm not saying any of this is easy. (laughs) Please don't get me wrong, because it's emotions and we're very emotionally driven as human beings but if we can recognize the thought that's causing the emotion then we can deal with it so it's about having that awareness and because of all the training i've done over the last 10 years i have that awareness but like everybody else it takes me time and when i'm in that emotion i am not going to see that i am in the emotion but i have triggers now where i can see and take that deep breath and and take some time out. So I went for a walk with the dogs this morning. I live in a beautiful area. It was a lovely day and I took them out and just got my head together and came back after, you know, 45 minutes and it was better. I was able to make the apology, say sorry for blaming uh, my partner f- for um, for feeling the way that I felt because it's not down to them. They are just saying the words. I'm interpreting the words to make them fit how I feel at the time and it's not right to blame other people it's about taking responsibility for your own feelings so number one in how five ways to deal with limiting self-talk number one be aware of what's happening okay nick how can i do that i hear you say good question so when you become angry or you have the limiting self-talk even if it lasts for five days at the end of it take some time and go okay what happened there now, this is the hardest part because but you can't change anything until you're aware of it. So it might be that you don't even see it at the moment. The fact that you're listening to this podcast probably indicates that you are ready or already changing some of your communication with other people or want to know how to change that and how you think about communication. So this is all about you. This is about you and your limiting self-talk. So when it happens, be aware of it. Think about what triggered it. Think about what happened. Listen to the voice. Is it your own voice? Is it somebody else's? Is it just a passing thought? What is it? And become aware of what's happening to you. Secondly, take yourself to a place where you can um, think about it in peace and quiet. Uh, For me, it's taking the dogs out. I know that if I take them out on my own, I just get some space. I like being outside. It helps me to think things through. Some people like to breathe. Some people like to meditate. Some people like to go and play a musical instrument or go and play sport whatever it is for you 
to just move away from what's what you believe is causing that limiting self-talk learn to accept it learn to accept it by coming to terms with the fact it is just a thought and that you are a human being and that you will have these thoughts and you will have these feelings and if you can learn to accept it and learn to accept that you're not what the voice is saying to you so for example mine is uh, you're you're just not good enough actually i am good enough and i know that in my heart of hearts i know that i'm good enough i know that i have a role here in the world and my role is very important and just as important as everybody else's role so learn to accept yourself for who you are learn to accept your strengths learn to accept your weaknesses just recognize who you are you're an individual we're all unique individuals who go through different experiences in life and but we share so many experiences as well you know, you might be completely different from me, living in a completely different part of the world, but I bet at some stage in your life, you have experienced failure. Whether you are the brainiest person in your class or you're the smartest person in your business, at some stage in your life, you will have experienced failure. Perhaps when you started to ride your first bike, perhaps when you tried to stand up the first time. You see toddlers getting so frustrated because they want to walk and they're just not getting it. And so they get frustrated and angry when they keep falling on the floor. So at some stage, you will have probably... No, you will have... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bold and say you will have experienced some sort of failure, whatever that is. And we all deal with failure in a different way. You know, some of the most famous people in the world, Edison, nine... What was it? Nine, was it 999,000 times or 99,000 times that um, he, he failed... Although he doesn't call it failure, he said he was just working towards getting it right, which is what we're all doing. We're working towards getting it right, whatever that is for you. And it doesn't matter what it is for you. For me, it's now creating this amazing project for the community, but it could be anything for you. And you are you, so be you and accept you for you. But it doesn't mean that you are what your voice says if that makes sense. So it doesn't mean, so for example, my limiting voice saying you're not good enough doesn't mean actually I'm not good enough because I know I'm good enough. I hope I've explained that. I feel like I've gone a little bit round in a circle with that. But I, 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 I think you probably know what I mean. Then fourthly, um, don't blame others. So when it happens... Don't blame others. Sorry, I was just trying to read my notes and I couldn't even read my own handwriting there. So don't blame others for how you're feeling. So it's very easy for us to say to people, you make me feel. So you make me feel this way. Actually, no, they, another person doesn't make you feel any way. You make yourself feel that way. So you have to take responsibility for that feeling. It's very, very easy. And we do it all the time. If you listen to conversations with other people you'll hear you'll hear people saying it and i said that i said that myself this morning you know you're you're making me feel no i'm doing it all on my own and i'm fit i'm what i'm doing is making what that person's saying fit my cognitive bias around i'm not good enough okay and then lastly think about the voice think about where it comes from now this might sound a little bit odd but think about what the voice is who is the voice and where is it in your head and i'll explain why because 
we're all different again. So your your little voice inside your head will have its own sound, but we we just accept it as being there. So we don't listen for it. We don't analyze it. We don't hear what sort of voice it is. So we can't change we can't change it. We can't do something about that. So when you recognize what the voice is, then change the tone of it. So change the tone of the voice. So if it and make it funny. Make it something you can relate to, like Donald Duck, if you're a Donald Duck fan, or just anything or a high-pitched, whatever makes it funny for you, because it's not real. You know when people say about going into an interview, and they say, re- when you go into an interview, if you're worried, just re- remember that everybody um, is wearing pants, and they all have to go to the toilet the same as you do, or imagine what they're like naked, just to make it a little bit more light-hearted and put a bit of a different perspective on it and that's what we're doing with this so you're changing the voice so change the voice think about where it is in your head if it's like coming if the sound is coming from the back of your head then bring it forward so play around with it because you're in control of it and that's the whole point is you're in control of that voice it's not in control of you but so many of us let that inner dialogue and that limiting self-talk control our lives and how we behave because if your inner voice tells you you're not good enough, then you will not take action around your beliefs. And you, you, it will stop you from achieving. And so many people will say this. And you listen to famous people now and they say, you know, I never thought I'd get here because I had this belief. And I would listen to the confirmation bias around that belief that I wasn't good enough and I didn't take action for ages and then I finally got my big break and then I believed in myself and then I moved forward. So (coughs) find out what the voice is, how it works for you, change it and then go take the action that you want to take and let's get rid of that limiting self-talk. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, it's probably going to take some time. I've been working on this for over 10 years (laughs) and it's still there but I learned to deal with my limiting self-talk and move forward. So I wish you the best of the week. I will let you know if these podcasts are going to change date again. Bear with me just whilst I settle into this brand new business and work out how to have time for the podcast because they're super important to me. I I hope you're, you're getting the benefit from them and I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives to be here. So have a great week, take care, and I'll speak to you next week. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon. <laughs>